the college experience SEC college basketball preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. The MyBookie Turkey Day free play is back this Thanksgiving. That's right, up to a two hundred and fifty dollars free bet on the Texans Lions game, exclusively at MyBookie.ag. Promo code SGP only at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Welcome to the college experience, SEC college basketball preview. My name is Colby Swinging Dan to base Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. <laughs> and we're joined by college basketball and DFS guru. Yes, the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making. Tobacco Road living, the free lock given, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, man? What's going on? How we doing? Doing great, man. I, I what's that tour guide's name in Crocodile Dundee? I need to give you his name. <laughs> the old guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mick, Mick, Mickey. No, Mick Dundee is. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Wait, you call me old. <laughs> I don't know. I just think, yeah, you know, you, 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 you can tell urban legends about me around North Carolina. All right. I I'm your older brother, but it's only a couple of years, man. All right. <laughs> His name is Walter. Walter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that, it. But that doesn't have a great ring to it. What about donk? <laughs> there we go. There we go. Donk. <laughs> I'm not big enough to be donk. Pat, I'm not a freaking meathead. Patty C is definitely donk. <laughs> if, anybody, if anybody was donk, yeah. <laughs> what about Donk's buddy, the uh, the other guy who like uh, you know he's getting approached by the drug dealers and he like calls donk and he's like I've got a donk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what his name would be, but uh, uh, I, I got maybe you're that guy with the mohawk who gets a knife thrown through his head. <laughs> or like through the through his hair, not his head, just the right. mohawk. I, I could see you being that. What are the odds of you getting out of here with that jacket on? <laughs> no, no. Right now, all these SEC fans are tuning in. They're like, "What the fuck are we listening to?" And that's part of the fun of the college experience. But yes, we are breaking down the SEC conference. Um, they had, I think, them in what's the pack. What's that? What's it count? Five five days. Uh, what today is Friday. So yeah, we are five, four, basically five four days, days away 
from tip off. Uh, the NBA draft just happened. The SEC and the Pac-12 led the NBA and or led all the colleges in first round draft picks. Isn't that shocking? For the Pac-12, definitely. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think no, that SEC, they, they each uh, had six. Not as much, you know. Look, if you look at SEC recruiting, like if we pull up the freshmen coming in this year, um, I think it was out of the top eleven recruiting classes. The SEC has six of them. Well, that's not as surprising. It's more surprising with the Pac-12, I'd say. Well, I think the SEC. Well, I mean, come on. Will Wade's caught on a wiretap, given some money. Um, Bruce Pearl. Every stop he's been in his career, there's been there's been uh, you know some advances. Um, I I don't know about the other schools. I mean, I could see. I don't know. I don't think Frank Martin's paying people to go to South Carolina uh, well, because, and, and he's also not bringing in the top recruits they're the top recruits. So I mentioned um, six top recruiting classes in the top 11 and those teams, Arkansas, Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, mm. you know, these aren't basketball powerhouses. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they got a little There's, kickback. Hey man, it's it's just, it's how you do business down there. Well, I mean, Back it happens back. everywhere now. I mean, I, I guess I, I would tend to bet that it probably doesn't happen as much in the PAC 12 because people don't care enough. Right. You know what I mean? But, but I it wouldn't surprise me at USC and UCLA. Wow. Arizona. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, they care. They care there. You got to follow where they extremely care. And, and you know, uh, Washington has, has gotten a lot of big time recruits of late also, and they've never had much of a basketball program. So it just makes you wonder, you know, wouldn't shock me if they paid either. No, but I don't know. I don't know that I'm ready to say that. I would say Oregon more. I would say Oregon, and, Oregon, Arizona, and probably USC or UCLA. That would be my four. It's not even the school playing. It's more the shoe companies and who they're funneling players to because of deals they have with schools, you know? So, so sometimes in a way, the school's actually kind of clean. I think they know what's going on, but they're not, you know, as obvious about it as will Wade, And they're not exchanging cash directly to players and players teams. You know, well, I, I sure hope no coach, Look, if you're a coach in college basketball, I, like, don't be that dumb, right? Yeah, how can you be that dumb? Right. I don't care if you got to have a friend of yours take some cash and and drop it, you know, in a, in a underground parking garage. I don't know, but I'm saying like, you, just don't ever be, don't have it come from your account. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's freaking 2020. You should know that you're always on camera and everything could be recorded. So. You know, with these guys are getting caught on wiretaps. You're like, why the hell are you saying that stuff on the phone? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not it. a criminal here. I'm no criminal mastermind, but I've watched enough shows on TV to know <laughs> that that you might be tapped. You'd be like Joe Pesci in Casino, where he's just like he's got like a uh, a uh, newspaper up to his mouth on a golf course, and he's like, "Did you get the fucking guy?" You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but he he doesn't want the people in the helicopter to see him, but um. Yeah, you're right. Well, let's talk some SEC basketball. I like this conference. I, I think it, you know, probably about like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, I thought they had some really dark days maybe, but I, I really feel like they're kind of a deep conference. Even when Florida was winning the natty with uh no Joakim Noah, I really felt like they were kind of falling off a little bit. There wasn't depth in the conference, but once they, you know, we saw F- Frank Martin go to South Carolina and Ben Holland go to Mississippi state. 
and a, a couple of these other schools. I feel like it really added depth to this conference. And I, I really uh, enjoy watching the sec conference now for, for college basketball. Yeah. The coaching is a lot better than it, it used to be, you know? And yeah. So whenever you have, you know, top level coaching, the, the teams are going to be better, obviously. So yeah. And this year, I, I think, you know, we were talking for a few minutes before we started recording, but so there's a definite top tier of, I think three schools and then, and that is just a jumbled mess where, you know, good luck trying to predict the order of finish here, because I said like, like four through 13, you know, I even think you can make the case four through 14. You could, because there's probably not an obvious doormat here. Like there is in some other conferences. So uh, I think that's going to make it a fun conference to watch this year, because I think a lot of these teams, you know, have talent or, you know, know, some of them have experience. Some of them have a lot of fresh faces, you know? So uh, like you mentioned, there were were a lot of draft picks and that, you know, that means that they lost a lot, but they got a lot of people coming in here too. Not only, you know, the true freshmen, but also a lot of transfers. So it's going to be a wild ride. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's start things off here. Let's go straight from the top. I think we have the same team. I'm assuming we have the same team here. Yeah. Let's not get crazy. Kentucky. Come on. Yep. Uh, I got the, uh, Hey, last year they lost to Evansville in Lexington. You know, not only did they lose to Evansville, they also dropped a game to Utah and it wasn't even a very good Utah team. Yeah. But, you know, and I Evansville mean, didn't win a game in the Missouri Valley, but it's a learning curve there. I think, you know, what's interesting here is he's bringing in a, a couple transfers there. Is he starting to catch up with this? Is he starting to catch on to maybe the one and done's aren't the way? Well, he still has like 30 freshmen, but mixing in Jacob Toppin from a brother of Obi Toppin from Rhode Island. You're seeing all uh, Oliver star or sorry, star Sar from Olivier. Uh, what's he's that? French. Olivier. He's French. Oh, it's yeah. not Oliver. Olivier. I'm still, uh, I'm still, I'm, in foot, I'm still in football season, buddy. Um, but yes. Uh, and then uh, Davion Mintz from Creighton. Those guys are all key contributors from those teams. So I'm, I'm definitely familiar with Olivier Saar watching him at Wake Forest. And that dude is a player. Uh, I don't know much about Toppin or Mintz. I think they'll probably be in reserves coming off the bench, but Olivier Saar has, you know, a, a good possibility to be the best player on Kentucky this year. Uh, he has a chance to be playing in the NBA here next year. So uh, yeah, that, you know, that transfer is key, you know, so they Kentucky loses their top six guys from last year, you know, it, nothing, you know, nothing crazy there, nothing completely new. So we're kind of getting used to that. Um, but they do bring in the top recruiting class in the nation. Uh, that's highlighted by two five-star guards in BJ Boston and Terrence Clark. They should step right into that starting lineup along with Olivier Saar and and probably the one guy they have returning, Keon Brooks, the six seven forward. Um, and then maybe that other fifth spot's kind of up for grabs between either a transfer or one of the other true freshmen. But look, they're you know the most talented team in the SEC, one of the most talented teams in the country again. And believe it or not. John Calipari is more than just a recruiter. He's actually a good coach. And so they'll take, you know, some bumps early in the year, but similar to last year, you know, where they, they, yeah, they dropped the Evansville game, the Utah game, but they finished nine and one 
in the last 10 regular season games. And they were, you know, right there with anybody else ready to ready to roll come March. So I expect a pretty similar year this year. Again, number one in the SEC. Yeah, and uh I see they got your Richmond Spiders uh in a couple days here. Uh that's a game, man. That's an interesting game because Kentucky is gonna be much better in February and March than they are in November. Uh yeah, I'm interested in watching that because Richmond is solid. Do not sleep on the spiders. That's going to be a fun game. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that one, but yeah, you look at this team and I think that, you know, BJ Boston's going to be a first round draft pick in what a year. <laughs> yeah. Probably one and done. Yeah. Uh, ask you perhaps as well. Uh, Terrence Clark, all those guys are going to be very interesting to watch, see how fast they can gel together. Once again, they're kind of like, you know, I hate to say this, but uh, for you, cause I know you're a Duke fan, but you get these one and dones. It's really hard to forecast the season for me. Like I look at it and I'm like, they're the most talented team. I'll put them at one, but I know that yeah. there's also a learning curve and right. and you got to learn to gel with these players. It's like, dude, I was doing the, the, the breakdown of uh, some really small conferences and you get to like the seventh, eighth team and they have like 20 transfers coming in. So it's like, I, it, it's really hard to predict it. It's like they have two returning players. Uh, like Sam Houston state or something has two returning players and 10 transfers. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to be good, but they're Juco transfers. So they're experienced. Yeah. I mean, the transfer portal is just crazy these days. You know, I, I, it started a couple of years ago. It seems like every year is just getting bigger and bigger. And there's so many people coming and going. It's hard to keep things straight. And, you know, whenever a new team has that many new faces, that's when you have to look towards a coach. Yeah. You know, and, and with Calipari, you obviously you got a pretty good track record here. So I trust him to be able to whip his team into shape, you know, get all those pieces to come together. It's going to take some time. You know, and that's why there might be some struggles out of the gate for Kentucky and for Duke and, and for all these schools, you know, that now have so many fresh faces, especially this year where, you know, the, the regular season has been moved back. Some, you know, who knows how much practice these guys are getting in and, you know, who knows what kind of shape they're in and who knows what kind of familiarity they have with each other. So this year, especially even maybe more so than others, it could be a challenge, but you know, come when it matters in March, Kentucky should be right there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to number two. Um, I got a feeling you're going to go with your ACC guy. I'm going to follow the money. I'm going to do LSU at my number two spot in the SEC. By my ACC guy, do you mean Rick Barnes, the coach of Tennessee? Yes, the former Clemson head coach. Right. No, I have LSU two also. I have LSU two, um, Tennessee three. Okay, we see eye to eye here, and I think the big one to see here is Cam Thomas, the freshman. Going to see how he fits with this uh, LSU team. But you look around: Javante Smart, Charles Manning Jr., Darius Days, Trendon uh, Watford, and then jo- getting Joshua Black from from Georgetown as a transfer. Also, Sharif O'Neal, son of Shaq. From UCLA, I, I saw his waiver pass through the other day. So uh, I think this team is incredibly talented. You're going to question how how good Will Wade can uh, coach in this one because, dude, you look at this team. I'll be honest. You look at it and you're like, this team might be better than Kentucky. They look better than Kentucky based on what we can see on paper. But once again, you don't know Kentucky's. You, you know their their talent, um, is well, is coming in. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. The question is how good of a coach is Will Wade? 
You know, I think, I mean, the last two or three years, pretty much ever since he's been there, they've been loaded with players, man. They've had more talent than most teams in the SEC, but they haven't done a whole lot with that talent, um, which is why I don't have them over Kentucky, you know, as a, the a top school. But, uh, you know, at, at one point last year, they had won 10 straight. And yeah. you look, you're watching them play like, man, you know, they're, they, they're, they're starting five. All five players are ballers. Like, you know, and they got some guys coming off the bench too. Their depth is solid. It's like, these guys are going to be tough. You know, and then they finished four and six in their last 10. I don't know. It, it, it seems like he can never, you know, get them all on the same page for a, a long enough period of time. So uh, talent alone, I think, puts them in the very top tier of this conference. But I am, you know, especially, especially come tournament time, I might look to fade the Tigers just because I don't know how good of a coach Will Wade is. But uh, I mean, the, hey, look, look at the roster. The talent's there, and I do like that guy Josh LeBlanc coming in from Georgetown. I think he'll fit in nicely. I mean, pair him up with Days and, and Watford in the front court, and that's freaking solid. Yeah, you know, uh, Javante Smart and the five-star uh, guard Cam Thomas coming in. They're loaded, man. You know, their <laughs> roster's loaded, and they're going to get tested Saturday night. This, this, not tomorrow, but the following Saturday, November twenty-eighth. They are at St. Louis, who I was bullish on in the A10. That's going to be a game. Circle that one. Um, yeah, though I, I have LSU too. I thought they were. I think they're a better team than what Tennessee is. So I, I completely agree. Will Wade, though, if he can just coach, I think they could win the SEC. If he could, if he can out coach, yeah. if he can out coach Calipari essentially, or just coach to that level, um, I, I think they can win the SEC. They're, they definitely have, you know, as good of a chance as anybody not named Kentucky. Exactly. Okay. So now my number three is the Vols. Same here. Going with Rick Barnes squad. I know uh, a lot is riding on Jaden Springer, big time freshman coming in. Um, besides that, uh, they got Pons back at the, at the, at the, at the, at the, at the they, they kind of, I guess he's a four, uh, six, six, but Fulkerson is, is the big man that, uh, you know, really stood out from a season ago, uh, Vescovi at the point and Josiah Jordan James at the three. Um, all those guys make up a pretty good starting five. If Springer pans out, but even if not, they, uh, bring in Victor Bailey jr. Transfer from Oregon and also the sacred heart transfer in EJ in Osiki. So uh, 15.7 points per game, 11.6 boards. I know it was at sacred heart, but come on. That's still impressive. That's kind of like a Juco guy though. You never know when a guy steps up in competition that big. I mean, sacred heart, what conference are they in the Northeast conference or the, uh, yeah, I think, I think what Northeast that would be. It's, it's one of the smaller conferences up there in, in the Northeast. Um, so who knows what he'll, who knows how he'll play against, you know, top level competition like the sec, but uh, yeah. So, you know, Tennessee neg- on the negative side, they lose their starting backcourt from a year ago with uh, Lamonte Turner and Jordan Bowden uh, graduating, but they do bring in two five-star guards. So that's certainly going to help. What are the and- odds? Alan Cooley perhaps uh, maybe did a little Venmo to them. <laughs> shout out to shout out to uh, D Gen only Alan Cooley, big Tennessee Vol fan. Uh, I know he'll do whatever it takes to uh, get a winner down there. So maybe, um, 
But yeah, so those two freshmen in the backcourt, along with the sophomore Santiago Vescovi, you know, there's definitely talent there. And I do like the big man Fulkerson. And uh, yeah, they, you know, Victor Bailey coming in from Oregon, he was a solid contributor, uh, contributor there. He should do the same thing here. So, uh, you know, they have depth, the coaching. Um, I always thought Rick Barnes was a better recruiter than coach, you know, and that's kind of what he did at, at Texas also, but, um, there's a lot to like here in Knoxville. Yeah. The, the, the vials open up against Charlotte, your NC Nick known for North Carolina, the 49ers got any chance, uh, in Knoxville, uh, come, come Wednesday. No, I don't think so. I think Tennessee has uh, top 10 in the country potential. You know, they might start, I'm not sure what their preseason ranking is. I don't really follow that ranking stuff, uh, but uh, they will be a top 25 team all year. So no, I don't think the 49ers are going to hang. All right. They get, they get VCU on Friday. Also that one, maybe, maybe VCU can test them. Yeah. I don't know. I think Tennessee starts two and no fairly easily. You, you heard it first there, Vol fans. All right, uh, guys, I want to tell you the college experience SEC preview is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Thanksgiving is about traditions like turducken with mashed potatoes and betting on football with mybookie's turkey day free play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mybookie's third annual turkey day free play returns Thanksgiving Thursday. It's your chance to bet up to 250 risk-free dollars on the early Thanksgiving game between the lions and the Texans. The Turkey day free play is a no risk, all gravy wager on the full game spread. Pick the right team and you win. If your team is upset, your bet up to $250 is refunded before the next afternoon game. New players will get their first deposit matched halfway up to a thousand dollars to help add even more excitement to the greatest football weekend of the year. That's right. Make your first deposit, get some extra cash you can use on uh parlays, teasers and props, prop bets all weekend, all weekend long. I gotta love, I uh, look COVID's COVID's been fucking with this, but come on, this is still going to be the greatest weekend. All right. Use the promo code SGP in order to claim your bonus and your free bet. And the best part is that's only the beginning. My bookie has promotions all holiday weekend long Turkey day. Free play is Thanksgiving Thursday that rolls into black Friday boosted odds and finishes the holiday strong with buy one, get one free cyber Monday night football. And that's why at my bookie, they call it football season is winning season. Check it out. Now, no risk, all gravy, baby. Uh, don't forget to use the promo code SGP to claim your freebies. I mean, what a great look at this. We got college basketball tipping off Wednesday. You got 94 games tipping off at the moment. I know that probably won't be 94 because of COVID you got all these college football games happening this weekend. And then starting on Thursday and Friday and Saturday mixed with the NFL Thursday, Friday or Thursday, Sunday, just what a good time to be into sports. All right especially with COVID going on, you got to have something, some distractions. You're at home. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Right. NC Nick not doing a big uh, Thanksgiving uh, get together. Huh? It's going to be you, your gal, your dog and your cat. There we go, buddy. Uh, and I'm going to be watching go what Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Kansas. I'm going to be watching Texans lions. I think what the night game is Steelers Ravens. That's always fun. Um, what is, what does your Thanksgiving dinner look like for a man, you know, living 
within that situation without, you know, the big family coming or the big house to host, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, well, I am, uh, <laughs> well, no, I, I, I'll be honest since COVID has hit, you know, I, I always lived on the go prior to that. And now that COVID's here, I just, I've gotten into cooking some, so I think, I think I'm going to do it up and you know, I've, ne- I've actually never made stuffing and, and, uh, and, and, and some of those other, those traditional, uh, Thanksgiving day things. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go all out, probably have enough Turkey. I'm going to buy a full Turkey, probably having an, uh, you know, enough Turkey for a few weeks. All right. All right. Yeah. This may be blasphemy this close to Thanksgiving, but I'm not a fan of Turkey. Wow. I'd rather am, you know, but what I am, my favorite side dish is the sweet potatoes. I can get down on some sweet potatoes. Man, we're all, we're, I, 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 completely disagree with that take. Um, <laughs> look, I, I'll eat sweet potatoes, but it's the last, it's one of the last things I'd eat on, on a Thanksgiving table. You know, no. give me, no. ma- I'm a mashed potato. Sure. Dude, I'll eat mashed potatoes every day of my life and be happy. <laughs> like regular mashed potatoes are incredible. I don't need, you know what? And I don't even need gravy. I mean, I, I, I sometimes I'll throw some gravy on there. But I'm not the type of guy that if if they don't if if I'm, I'm ordering to go and they don't give me the gravy, psh, no big deal. I'm gonna love it anyway. Yeah, well, I'd be happy, man, if I could watch and bet on SEC basketball every day. Well, you're gonna have that opportunity starting Tuesday or starting Wednesday, all the way. Uh, you know, you got the Egg Bowl, you got the Egg Bowl happening on Saturday. You got Alabama Auburn. I think it's Friday. There we go. And that's football. So. Uh, but let's let basketball or let's go back to basketball here. All right. One is Kentucky. Two is LSU. Three is Tennessee. We've been agreeing on everything and I hate it. All right. With the, we've been agreeing on everything on the basketball court and everything and, and nothing on the dinner table. So, well, well, things are about to get crazy here. I would assume because like I said, and you know, when we're leading up to our rankings, our preseason rankings, I think at this point it's, it, I think everybody's going to have a different ranking. Um, who you got it for? I have the Crimson Tide. All right, so we disagree right now. So why do you have Alabama? Um, I just, I you know, I like the first off the style of basketball they play. Um, you know, did you see today they got hit with some, um, uh, what do they call them? Some uh, some penalties or you know some recruiting issues in basketball or football? Basketball. That's hilarious to me. Um, only because I know it's probably going on in football too. Um, Nate Oates though, this guy was a stud at Buffalo. I, I, I think he's a good coach. So, I mean that from the start, I do think he's one of the better coaches. Um, but then you look at this team and there's plenty of room for optimism. They were young last year. So you look at this and you say, okay, they're bringing back three guys who averaged double digits a season ago. Jaden Shackelford, any relation to Charles Shackelford? I wonder. John Petty and uh, well, obviously, actually, Jordan Bruner wasn't with the team last year, but he was with Yale, and they decided that the Ivy League. If you listen to our Ivy League preview, they decided to be pussies and didn't have a basketball season. But then you have uh, this Villanova transfer. So how, how will he end up? You know, in 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 Quinterly at the Did point. You- the backstory of Javon Quinterly? No, what's that? So he originally committed to Arizona. He was one of the players in the FBI probe 
that said he was getting the impermissible benefits. So when, when all that was happening at Arizona, he retracted his commitment to Arizona and went to Villanova. Uh, when he, that, that first year as a freshman at Villanova two years ago, because he sat out last year, um, he was, I guess there were some um, frustrating tweets or frustrated tweets from him after a lack of playing time. And uh, after, you know, that um, at mid season or so he transferred out of Villanova, I guess he, you know, he had a, a falling out with Jay Wright up there and that's how he landed down in Tuscaloosa. So that's his story. You know, maybe he can put it all behind him because he is a five star or he was a five star um prospect at one point, but he seems to have a lot of baggage. Interesting. 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 Um, well, I mean, I, I just like the way they play the game. Now I will say this, they're complete last year. They were completely inconsistent. Hopefully they can work on that. But uh, dude, when you go through, I was struggling. I had, if you would have seen my, I, I actually wrote mine on a loose leaf piece of paper at first and I had arrows going this way, that way for four through, through 12. <laughs> So, uh, uh, by the way, Bama gets, gets Stanford, not this Monday, but next Monday, who are you going to take in that one? I I think, I think I might lean towards the Cardinal. I'm not as high on on Alabama as you. So I have Alabama finishing, uh, seven. Now last year they went eight and 10 in the conference, 16 and 15 overall. And they finished ninth. I think they're going to miss Kira Lewis, the the point guard from last year. I think I think he just got drafted in I think it was the late first round, maybe early second. Um, so I think they're going to miss him. I, and I, I know they have Quinterly coming in, um, but I think they're going to miss you know that leadership that Lewis was offering. So I'm not quite as high on Alabama. I don't trust. I, I'm going to guess you're going Auburn for my third. For your fourth, fourth. Well, I'm sorry, my fourth. Uh, no, actually, I have Auburn at sixth. So. <laughs> okay. Same with you. At first, I had no idea who I was going to go with. I'm going to go Florida, actually, at four. Interesting. I have them at six. But okay. l- l- let's talk some Gator basketball here. Yeah. So they lose two guys. They lose uh, two other top three scorers um, Nempard, the guard, and Kerry Blackshear, the uh, power forward. I, I never thought Blackshear really fit in with the Gators. He was better at Virginia Tech before he transferred down there. Um, but I think when you start your roster with Keontae Johnson as a forward stud, yeah. and Noah Locke as guards, you know, both upperclassmen in a conference where there is so much turnover, you know, roster turnover here, I think those two two key those two key pieces are gonna take uh, Mike White's gators pretty far. And uh, they also have three transfers coming in. Yeah, you know. and, and one of those lit lit it up in the uh in the, uh, what is that? The conference USA, Anthony, uh, Drugi. Is that how you pronounce yeah. that? Yeah. For Louisiana tech. Yeah. We also got uh Tyree Appleby from Cleveland state coming in, you know, once again, when you're making that big of a leap from, from what well, are they in the Horizon league? Cleveland state, maybe. No, no, they're not actually. Um, wait, are they? <laughs> no, I don't think, no, I just previewed. No, no, no. I think Youngstown state's in the horizon league. Okay. Either way, it's a big jump to the SEC. So who knows how, how he'll pan out. But I'm a big fan of Locke and Johnson to start the team. And I think the rising sophomore, the other 6'5 guard, Scotty Lewis, I think he's going to make a nice jump in his second year. 
Uh, I know, Mike, you know, Mike White. He seems like he's just, he's just kind of treading water down there, and he's he's been unable to get the program where it was. Under yes, Donovan. it is the Horizon League, by the way. I'm an idiot. Ah, there we go. Okay, I know. I know a little bit about a little bit. Um, I just previewed it, but I, I, you know, I previewed so many teams, you forget where the fuck everything <laughs> is. And and there's been they've added teams too. So yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, I think with uh, like I said, with the continuity here and so much of these other schools losing a lot. I think uh, Florida could, you know, slightly improve on their on their final standing a year ago and finish fourth. Interesting. I got the Gators at six. Um, I'm going to circle. You know, I think the key players for them this year is Scotty Lewis. Yeah, Scotty Lewis or Trey Man. One of those guys needs to step up and have a big season for them because without that, I don't know. You're kind of hoping one of these uh, one of these transfers pans out. I got the Gators at six. Um, at my five spot, I'm going to take you to Fayetteville, Arkansas. Ooh. Okay. Where, um, I, I, uh, what, uh, our coach's name, what's his name? Uh, Musselman. Yeah. Exactly. Eric Musselman, Eric. son of a uh, former Timberwolf coach. Was it bill Musselman? I believe. I think so. It sounds right former golden state warriors head coach. I remember we were watching this press conference of him and his, what he wanted to do at, uh, it was me, you and a friend of ours, uh, in the, in the, the old damp basement, uh, watching the press conference when he took the warriors job, he's like, we're going to be running screens. We're going to be effort is going to be, and this was when the warriors were trash. And, uh, and yeah, I don't think he was aware that in the NBA, your effort is kind of horrible. Um, but, uh, you look at this team, dude, and I see a shit ton of transfers, but I see a ton of scorers, man. Yeah, and I guess at least Musselman has some experience with a lot of transfers because that's what he had at his previous stop uh, in Nevada, right? Yeah. Um, so I had Arkansas actually coming in at eight. And, you know, part of that is just so many fresh faces there, you know. Um, it's the it's the most transfer heavy team of the conference. They lose one of the best players in the conference from a year ago in Mason Jones, uh, but, and they also lose you know three other guys who played some pretty important minutes. But they're all <laughs> scores. Like I mean, come on, you you're telling me when Kentucky and LSU play Arkansas, they're not going to be sitting there like, wow, every player on their team can can score. <laughs> you know I think what I mean. I think Arkansas is a perfect example of a, of a, of a team that looks good on paper. I, I want to see how they come together because I'm not buying it yet. You well, know, well, I can tell you what I am buying is I'm buying Isaiah Joe was a stud last year for them at 17 points a game, four boards, 1.4 steals per game. He was a stud on a team that went seven and 11 in the conference and tied for 10th, you know, so you have them jumping up. That was big. year one with muscle man though. Yeah. Yeah. But every year is kind of like a new year with all these fresh faces. <laughs> so, uh, Hey, look, I mean, they have a lot of talent. I think, I, I think I smell a bottle of bourbon on the line here. What's the bet? I like it. Who is, uh, who is your, okay. Hold on. So I have, you, you have them uh fifth. You said yes. And I have them eighth. So over under six and a half. Their their final standing. Done. Under that, you win. Over that, I win. This team's so talented; they can finish first. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Bring uh, him the glory, the glory. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll take that bet. Let's do it. another bottle of bourbon, buddy. Okay, deal, man. I just don't see how they how they lose a best player and they jump up. This team is better than Florida right now. If they play right now, you're taking Florida to beat Arkansas. Definitely, I'm taking Arkansas, buddy. That, you know, you're looking at the piece of paper and all these stats have you getting a hard on over these stats. <laughs> Stats don't mean shit when you're on the court. You know, <laughs> how's this guy from Northern Kentucky or the guy from New Mexico, you know, or the guy from Stetson? You know, he averaged 10 points a game at Stetson. Big freaking deal. Buddy, you look, you, you talk a big talk over. You act like, you know, Mike White's got this Florida Gator team winning national championships or something. They went 19 and 12 a season ago. 19 and 12. All right. And and fifth in the conference when your boys they lost went, to UConn last year. All right, <laughs> your boys went tenth in the conference and seven eleven. You got we they had inverse records of each other. Florida lost. Uh, Florida lost to Missouri by sixteen last year. <laughs> all right, you're gonna try to sell me this bucket. They lost to Old Miss by seventeen. I mean, come on. You're lucky I don't have this. Uh, oh, I'm pulling it up now. I'm gonna take a look at this. Uh, the schedule from a year ago. Now, now, while I pull this up, I will say, you know, it's fun in the preseason. This is the SEC, the middle of the SEC is a jumbled mess. So, you know, I can't poke too much fun at your pick, but Florida did beat Arkansas 73 to 59 last year in the one time they played. Year one, so year one I jitters. Expect, I expect more of that. You were looking up all these games. You failed to mention that one, huh? Uh, I was only looking at the losses, buddy. All right. <laughs> Look at the wins too. You know, uh, which includes over LSU, includes your Razorbacks, includes uh, Texas A&M, includes number four Auburn by twenty-two, includes Ole Miss, includes Alabama. Beat Providence. They also it, lost it, to it, Ole Miss. All right. Beat Xavier. Beat Miami. Uh, you know, yeah, they had Miami some bad was losses, not very good, good last year, buddy. Year. We all know Miami was not very good last year. <laughs> but you look, you look, at, you look at my Arkansas squad. They they had some great wins in the conference too. All right. First of all, they beat your ACC Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, they big took win, they took down there. Indiana. You know, Indiana, Bobby Knight. <laughs> Uh, they lost to LSU by two. All right, two. Florida beat LSU. Okay. Um, they they beat uh, who else? They beat Bama. They lost to Auburn in overtime. Come on now. Florida beat Alabama. That's what I'm saying. But this oh, is I'm, year I'm, one. Year one. Not to, they, they lose to Missouri in overtime. At least they took Missouri to overtime. Florida was losing by twenty. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they lost a close game to Florida, but this is year one. All right, this is a close game. <laughs> they, they, they beat score. <laughs> they beat LSU last year. Also, they split. They split, dude. Come on, the Razorbacks are are primed for 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 a good season here. Year two of of uh, the Muscleman era. I don't know. You get, know, get ready. We're buddy. having fun here, and you know this conference is going to be fun to watch because there's it's going to be a lot like this, and and you know a lot of these schools. They're going to beat some of these teams. They're going to lose to some others. Uh, you know, not a lot of separation between a lot of these schools at this point in the conference, and it's just going to continue. And I expect us to have even more differences as we 
move along here. So my so, six is Florida. Who's your six then? Or who, right. you gave your fifth, right? Oh, my fifth. The Gamecocks, Frank Martin. Oh Once man. Again, I'm fading, uh, you know, paper rosters and I'm fading a bunch of newcomers, a bunch of fresh faces that have never played basketball together. This is a team game here. Frank Martin is one of the best coaches in the conference. I like uh, me some Frank Martin. Where do you have South Carolina? I have South Carolina at eighth. See, everybody sleeps on South Carolina. Last year they went ten and eight. Last year they lost 13. to Boston U. But they still they finished sixth in the SEC. So and so yeah, you know they lose two guys and Stetson. Uh, Lost to Stetson and Boston. You, you're trying to sell me this bucket. What, dude? Look at their finish in the <laughs> SEC. Sixth. Yeah, but I don't they, care what they did out of conference early on. A lot of good coaches use that that early season, you know, to get their team whipped into shape. If you know Frank Martin, you, you're going to be playing for him, or you're going to be freaking out the door. But I also know, like, this is my thing with Frank Martin. I do look, I actually like him a lot. I like his, his toughness. I like his philosophy with coaching, but I also know they're, how do I compare them in football? I would say they're kind of like, uh, I don't know, like Wisconsin or something to me where it's like, yeah, they're going to be good at times, but they, oh, maybe not even Wisconsin is a good, probably not a good example, but how about, uh, I don't know, but they, they, they're a team that can, they can lock you down. And I, they, I remember last year they beat Kentucky at the buzzer. I watched that game. Um, and yeah, they're, they're good. But at the same time, that very next game, they'll lose to like Vanderbilt because they never get shooters. They're a lot like Bob Huggins teams where it's like, they're great defensively, but at the same time, they, they never get shooters. So, you know, they're going to have some off nights where they're just going to get killed by some teams. That's very true. And I, I, you know, and, and come NCAA tournament time, it's probably a team I'll, I'll fade, but what we're doing here is we're ranking the regular <laughs> In, in conference. I'm well and aware a team, a coach like Frank Martin is he, I mean, he, you know, he, he, those, his, his guys are going to play hard every game. Some of these other teams that might not be the case. Well, look, well, I got him at number eight. That's not look, I, I, I'm re, I read sporting news. say they had him at 10. Well, yeah. And then the three man weave has him at nine. I don't know why they finished six last year and they bring back their best player in AJ Lawson. Uh, you know, they, they're going to have four out of five upperclassmen starting and uh, they got a pretty good depth too. So they, my pick here is a, the trust and the coach. The one consistent every year is the coach. And I think Frank Martin is going to exceed expectations once again, down in Gamecock land. Well, they get your boy, Chris Collins, Northwestern next weekend. Who are you taking? South Carolina. <laughs> I am too. Uh, all right. So you got South. That was surprising to me. That was a little bit surprising to me. Um, so who's your sixth Auburn. Okay. Cause they're my seventh. Cause I've already given away my, we've already talked about Florida, which is my sixth. My seventh is Auburn. We can talk about Bruce Pearl, the ultimate used car salesman. Uh, look, you, you look at the returning players. You're like, Ugh. but these freshmen coming in, man, the freshmen with Cooper and Thor coming in, they, they should be game changers. Even Chris Moore, I think. And, and uh, maybe Justin Powell gets in there. Um, wh what do you like so much about this team? 
Yeah, you know, once it, you know, I just mentioned I love the continuity of teams like Florida and and um, South Carolina. That's not what we have at Auburn here. They lose their top six guys. What eventually talent can win out, and that's what Auburn has here. Um, you know, last year they went twelve and six in the conference. They finished second. I don't think they were planning on losing uh, Isaac Acora to the draft. You know, maybe some of those other guys too. Yeah, at one point they were fifteen and zero, and you know, now granted, their their non conference schedule last year was abysmal. It was awful. They played nobody. Their best win might have been NC State right down the road here from me. Um, they, yeah, they 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 kind of stumbled towards the end of the year, but uh, a couple of years ago they were in the final four, I believe, right? They were, they were. Uh, same with South Carolina. You're going with the final fours back to back, huh? So hey, Bruce Pearl can coach, you know. <laughs> He may be a used car salesman, but he's also a hell of a basketball coach. Hey, I say used car salesman with love. All right. If Bruce Pearl came here, yeah. I'd buy, yeah. I'd buy the guy a beer. All right. Exactly. So, you know, Auburn's going to take their bumps this year, but the talent can't be questioned. You know, they, it looks like they're going to start three sophomores and two freshmen, you know, so uh, expect. So you uh, have that team behind our, or ahead of Arkansas. Mm. I can't I wait. Do. I can't wait for the season, buddy. I do. I have Arkansas at uh, eight and Auburn at six. I I don't know what, what's going on over there. You know, uh, on Friday, Auburn plays Gonzaga. So they're going to get tested early this year. Actually, they won't, be ready. they won't be ready for that game. Well, actually that, you know, their, their opening schedule is pretty impressive. Uh, well, I know St. Joe's wasn't much last year, but I think St. Joe's actually has some talent on that team. Um, they get St. Joe's Gonzaga and UCF and Johnny Dawkins all before December hits. So, they, you know, the scheduling is back asward. You know, this is, this is a year they should have had cupcakes early, early on, you know, with, with being so young last year, they should have played tough teams. They also later in the year, get Baylor out of the big 12 who might be the best team in the country. All right. Well, you got, you got the tigers there. I I'm interested to watch. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, how the, the newcomers do uh, Flanagan Williams, uh, Devin Cambridge, Thor, Come yeah. on, JT Thor. That's a great name. Great name. Yes. Big man, six, nine. I mean, that's a perfect name for a big man. JT Thor. I got you. So, so uh, Auburn's my seventh team. So who's your seventh team then? Alabama. Okay. So we were there in eight. You have Arkansas eight. I have South Carolina. Correct. Let me go ahead and tell you that the college experience is brought to you by thrive fantasy. Come prop up on thrive fantasy this season. Thrive fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props with thrive. You can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. If it's NFL, choose 10 of the available 20 player props to build your lineup. If it's PGA MLB or esports, you choose five of the available 10 player props to build your lineup. Uh, each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under on and how likely it is to hit, hit the most props, rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly and is awarded over $1.6 million in cash prizes. Use the promo code SGP. When you sign up today and you'll receive an instant match up to $50 on your first deposit with the four times rollover. Download Thrive Fantasy at the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And don't forget that promo code SGP. And by the way, they might, they're, Alan Cooley's been, 
been hollering at them. They might have some college football and college basketball coming around the corner. Um. All right, so I, I think we're at nine. Nine for you is who? Texas A and M. Interesting. We're all what? we are all over the place here. Who's your ninth? My nine is Old Miss. Okay. Well, so I'm going um, Texas A and M because I'm a big Buzz Williams fan. Uh, I mean, personally, I think he's probably an asshole. I could probably I probably couldn't stand him in person, but. I believe in him as a coach, <laughs> you know? Well, uh, I, I believe that uh, their schedule got a little easier, a little easier when they ducked playing West Virginia on opening night and canceled that game. Either way, that wouldn't have anything to do with our conference record. So, uh, <laughs> you know, um, probably a smart move because they're pretty young. You know, last year they were really young and they were undersized and he's still overachieved. They went 10 and eight in conference and finished seventh. Um, they do lose their leading scorer in, in, uh, in Josh Nebo to graduation, but I do like, um, Savion flag, the six, seven, uh, wingman. I think he's going to, he's in store for a big year. And, uh, you know, once again, this on paper, the roster doesn't stand out and scream, you know, great team here, but, uh, I, I believe in Buzz Williams. He's going to get these guys. He's got these, these two rising sophomores. I, I think he will get them believing some, because this is uh, like Auburn's out of conference schedule a year ago, new Orleans, Tarleton state, uh, UTR. What is this? UT Rio Grande. Yeah. UT Rio Grande, uh, TCU and then Southeast Louisiana and Wofford. Wofford might bite him. Yeah, especially early on, you know, because like I said, they are so pretty young. But uh, they also have a transfer coming in from uh, Quinnipiac who uh, will help right away at center. So, yeah, you know, once again, I think um, this is a, an overachieving team from a coach that demands nothing but, you know, bust your ass all the time. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take teams like that. I'm going to ride coaches like that. So let me ask you this. Where do you have Ole Miss? I have Ole Miss. At eleven, come on, this guy, this Dude, guy. They they lose two of the top three scores. Their their coach just went down with COVID. Well, like, that, yeah, that is an issue. But they're getting Romello White from Arizona State. The guy averaged ten points, nine boards a season ago. Uh, then, then you're bringing in uh dude, their whole lineup is good. Their whole, like they're six deep in scores and rebounders athleticism. Um, I, I'm going to disagree here, man. Look, Devonte Schuler back at the two KJ Buffin at the, f- at the four spot. Um, Kadeem sigh off the bench. You're counting on now. I know they're getting some transfers that uh, you, you, you bring up a good point about yeah, at Cal state Bakersfield. You might be able to average 16 points a game, but in the sec, maybe it's down to seven, eight, um, perhaps. Uh, but I like this team and I think they, they got scores and they got options. And I, I like that in college basketball. So, so Ole Miss was six and 12 last year, 12th in the conference. They lose two of their top three, top three scorers in, uh, in Tyree and Henson. And they are projecting to have three, three transfers, fresh faces. These aren't players that sat out a year and were with the program last year. These are brand new to Oxford, Mississippi. Three of the top top five or three out of the starting five are, are transfers, and you have a coach who's been out for a couple of weeks with COVID. I don't like 
that recipe. Uh, it's non-conference time. Kermit Davis has got a great recipe when it comes to tournament time. You might be, you might remember. It. Ask Michigan State fans how it felt when Kermit Davis in Middle Tennessee uh, came in there and uh, uh, what that was a two fifteen matchup and gave them an L. <laughs> you know, I like the transfer Romello White coming in from Arizona State. He's a solid player. But the rest of the guys, I don't know anything about from Ryder, from CS Bakersfield. Once again, I don't, you know, he, you know, he, this coach may have done well in with the, you know, the mid major team, but I, he hasn't earned my trust yet in the sec. And I don't, I'm not a believer in, in so much roster turnover, that kind of overhaul, just coming in, coming in and gelling immediately. You know, a lot of times that just doesn't happen. So um, until Ole Miss can prove it to me, otherwise, I expect them to improve their record from last year in conference by a couple games, but uh, no, I'm not all that high on them. Um, okay, so at, at what at nine you have who? Because eight eight's A and M, right? No, at nine was A and M. Okay, eight so, was so who do you have at ten? Mizzou. We have the same team. Holy shit! Finally, I actually think Mizzou could be a little bit of a player in this conference. Same here. They have some. They have some interesting pieces. It would not shock me. I know you, you talked before about, uh, about, uh, what's his name? Uh, Buzz Williams. I would not shock me. I mean, I look at, uh, this, this schedule and I'm like, whoa, or this schedule, this projection, this team. And I'm like, why, why can't, um, like it wouldn't, I, I think Missouri's in a way I could make the case that they're better than a lot of the teams that we projected ahead of them. I totally agree. Yeah, they were they were a tie for tenth in the conference last year, seven eleven. But they're really you know bringing it back here. Um, they they lose a couple guys, but they were pretty deep on the bench, you know, so not a big loss there. And it's really about the backcourt for them. They got three upperclassmen guards. They all average over ten points a game. You know, their perimeter is dynamite. I, I do worry about the interior, and that's where um, you know things are lacking. But they start four upperclassmen. Kwanzaa Martin's a good coach. I wanted to have them hire too. You know, there were just so many teams there with not a lot of separation between them. So that's why I could only fit Mizzou in at tenth. But um, but they also bring they also have more depth than than at least more experienced depth than we're seeing from a lot of programs. They could go nine deep. Yeah. yeah. They certainly could, but once again, most of these players are perimeter players. So, you know, they're a really uh, short team height wise, uh, just a couple of guys that are six ten, And then after that, I mean, you're, you're really you know, going down to six, seven or so. So uh, I do worry about uh, interior. I, I worry about rebounding uh, they're not a complete team, but you got to love the backcourt and you know, Hey, college basketball guards go a long way. Yeah. 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 So uh, that will be exciting. They have a, a pretty tough out of conference schedule. I know they open up with Oral Roberts, but then they don't play for about uh, 10 days and then they get Wichita state. I know Wichita state's in some turmoil, but uh, after that they get Liberty, which won 30 some games a season ago. And then the Illini, the fighting Illini, uh who I think will be a player in the big 10. They also draw Bradley who's won the Missouri Valley the past two years. Wow. Good games. Yeah. So, uh, and and they also get TCU as well, Jamie Dixon squad. Uh, I'm excited to watch the Tigers. I I do have them at ten, and I think I I there's I can make a great case for them finishing seventh, maybe even they sixth. Yeah, they could certainly overachieve, definitely. 
Um, all right. So 11 hit me with 11. I already did. Ole Miss. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Well, my <laughs> 11th uh, team is uh, I'm going to go to up to Starkville. You're in Oxford. I'm going to go to Starkville. I know they don't return much, but I trust Ben Halland. I think Ben Halland is an underrated coach. I think he kind of got a bad rap at UCLA. Got a raw deal. Yeah, they struggled. They weren't flashy, but he got them to what two Final Fours? Something like that, right? Yeah, I think it was two in a row, right? Or two in four years, or something like that. Sure. Yeah, sounds right. Just go with it. Well, look, I know they lose Reggie Perry. I know nobody's gonna, you know, check your check your math or check your stats. Just go with it. <laughs> Uh, I, I know they lose Reggie Perry and Tyson Carter, uh, Nick Weatherspoon as well as, as Robert Woodard from a season ago. But, and, and you look and you say, I don't know, I mean, there's not much depth. They, they get an Alabama transfer, which is kind of crazy because within conference, but I think the Louisiana people don't realize Louisiana Lafayette was actually really good the past couple of years in the Sun Belt, And Jalen Johnson was a lot of that reasoning. Um, I think Jalen Johnson will fit in and play fine in the sec level. I think him, I think they're going to need a big season out of DJ Stewart, but I think he can give it to you. Um, Iverson uh, Molinar Molinar. Um, that's a big question mark to me. I need to see him. Obviously the freshman Davion Smith is, is the, is the, is the real oil to make this engine work. Um, but uh, I just trust the coaching here. This is a coaching play. Yeah. Uh, I have them at, at 13, I think. And yeah, just due to how much they lost. They they lost their top four players, including Reggie Perry, who is all SEC. I do like the coach. They have some pieces, and if that transfer can fit in and the true freshman Smith can fit in at point guard, um, they could make me eat my words here because they could finish higher. Once again, at this point in the conference, it's so tough to rank these guys in the preseason. Um for me, I ranked him 13th just because they lost so much. I think uh, everything is pointing towards a rebuilding season down there in, in Stark Vegas. Maybe these uh, transfers can help, you know, keep the ship afloat. But uh, Hail State, I, baby. Do it. Hail State. Uh, sounds good. Uh, Will Mormon, <laughs> right? That Shout out to Will Mormon. There you go. Yeah, man. Hell of, hell of a good guy covers, uh, covers a lot of sports over at the sports podcast.com. And also uh, joins me on Saturday morning periscopes with college football. Maybe I can get him to join college basketball too. Um, it's nice to hear a Southern accent on the uh, sports gambling podcast network, you know, a bunch of West coasters and Northeasterners for the most part. That's true. That's true. But uh, you know, what can I say? Look, we, we don't discriminate against anybody. All right. Except for the, yeah. except for the Ivy league teams that don't want to play basketball <laughs> because of a virus, you know, um, at number 12, actually, actually, before I get to number 12, I'll tell you that the college experience is brought to you by ACE per head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how, well, guess what? ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24/7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace is offering up to 6 weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com/sgp. That is aceperhead.com/sgp. Um, here we are in the trenches. My number 12 team is Texas A&M. So, I don't need to talk about them. My number 12 is Georgia. 
Tom Crean. You think Tom Crean's going to take these guys and be better than Mississippi State? He had the first pick in the draft and he couldn't even get in the tournament last year. This you guy can't what? coach himself out of a paper bag and you're trying to sell me this? <laughs> well, I like the fact that uh PJ Horn from Virginia Tech's coming in. Um, you know, obviously Anthony Edwards is going to hurt. Uh but they got some transfers coming in. And um, a lot of new faces, you know, some of the guys return and leave a lot to be desired. You know, that's, which is why I have them all the way down here at 12. But while I look at this, I'm going to do something that I rarely do and listen to your punk ass. I'm going to switch. I do have Mississippi State at 12 and Georgia at 13. I'm making that change right now. There's no rules here. I can make this change because I want to. <laughs> uh, I let me l- let me ask you this: What's worse, not making the NCAA tournament or not even being anywhere close to that, with the first pick of the draft and Anthony Edwards, or starting Jake Fromm over Justin Fields? <laughs> I think the latter might be worse. I don't know, man. You know. In basketball, yeah, you can have one player. If you're a one-man team, you might not make the tournament. Now, they didn't even sniff the tournament. They weren't even close last year. Georgia was five and thirteen. They and needed they- a three by Edwards at the buzzer to beat Chaminade. Yeah, yeah. That's a Division Two school. Yeah, Tom Crean's uh, his his seat is warming up. I don't know why I had him over Mississippi State. Let me make. I'm making that change right now. So okay, so that's. That's my twelfth uh, and thirteenth school or schools. I expect a long year in Athens. Uh, where are you now? Where are you on? Wait, so my thirteenth school is Georgia as well. Okay, and we have we and we both have Vandy last. Yeah. All right. So if you're a Georgia fan, I will give you a, a quick break. You you mentioned PJ Horn coming in, and they also have a George Mason transfer, Justin Keir. Yeah, NC Nick is a George Mason graduate, so you know what happened to your boy. He left for Georgia. <laughs> George Mason's made a Final Four way way more recently than George. George Mason's won a tournament game multiple years in the past fifteen years. You know, uh, I don't know why you're gonna go from a blue blood <laughs> program like George Mason to a football school like <laughs> like Georgia Bulldogs. I don't know, man. It doesn't make any sense. Uh well uh yeah I don't know uh, bulldog fans uh, you better hope Horn and Keir and uh, perhaps Wheeler at the point guard spot can really get the bulldogs biting perhaps that Stony Brook transfer Andrew Garcia can have you guys working out um so we get to fourteen and I I actually think you can make the case I think you know fourteen could be better than thirteen here I I. Why are we sold on Georgia being better than uh, Vanderbilt? Why is everyone, every publication I read says Vanderbilt's going to come in dead last? I don't know that I buy it. I mean, this was a team that was at times pretty competitive last year. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming so. Vandy finished last last year, which is one of the main reasons why they were have them injured. Last. Man, they got really injured last year. Right, Aaron Neesmith, who was just drafted. Um, yeah, he was the best player last year. I think he only played about half the season, but so obviously he's gone. And when he was when he was not playing, when he was injured last year, they struggled big time. So now with him not even you know on the on campus, they're going to struggle this year. Uh, they also lose Saban Lee, who was one of their leading scorers. Also, 
So they lose two of their big players. Um, you know, Scotty Pippen Jr. is a nice player, and I do like the transfer coming in from Notre Dame, DJ Harvey. Yeah, he was good at Notre Dame. He was. Yeah, he's a he's a really solid player. So with Pippen and Harvey, I mean that that's not a bad Dude, start. This roster is better than Georgia's roster. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, a, a Rice transfer coming I, in. Too. I'm switching. You switch one. I'm switching one. I'm putting Vanderbilt at 13, Georgia at 14. I'm doing the same thing. I'm riding with you, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're drinking beverages over here. We're talking SEC basketball. Give me the Commodores at number thirteen, and I even think there's opportunity for them to push A and M and Mississippi State. Can't, not no, not no. Disagree. Not not A and M. Buzz is going to finish higher. But can you tell me why Scotty Pippen Jr. is only six one? His dad was like six seven. Are we sure that's his dad? <laughs> I know. No, no, no. I, I know Scotty Pippen comes to these games, but I'm saying. I'm saying I've done a DNA check. You sure? You sure? You sure? Uh, Judd Butchler didn't. <laughs> Judd Butchler didn't uh, have have sex with Scottie Pippen's wife. Maybe B.J. Steve Armstrong Kerr, slid in. Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr maybe. <laughs> maybe six uh, one. Randy Brown, maybe a little Randy Brown action. Is he a really good shooter? Because then maybe Craig Hodges. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Jerry Stackhouse, year two in, in Nashville. I'm excited to watch it, man. I, I hope I hope Jerry Stackhouse does good. So, That's one of the big question marks: is how good of a coach Stackhouse is. Well, I mean, and, it's hard to tell. Year one, they 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 struggle, but sure. they got killed. Sure. They by injuries. I'm, I'm certainly not writing him off. I'm just saying he's unproven, and that's a big question mark. That's all I'm saying. Um, you know, I mean, he is a UNC Tar Heel, so I'm not rooting for the guy, but I'm not rooting against him either. I'm just curious as you know, to see what he can do. I mean, Vanderbilt's a hard place to win, you know, uh, but they have some nice pieces. Like I mentioned, Harvey and Pippen, that's going to be a pretty good backcourt there. Yeah. I'm excited to watch the Commodores, man. I hope they have a good season. Look, they had, they, they get, come on, they get, they get killed in, 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 ba- in football. Give them some basketball love here, you know? Come exactly. On. Come on, SEC. Um, they also bring in what Kansas transfer uh, Isaac McBride coming in there. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to watch what the Commodores do. All right, guys, this is the college experience. If you're a first-time listener, we handicap every single Division One college football and college basketball game. Yes, every single one. We put it on a spreadsheet over at SportsGamblingPodcast.com. Give it away for free uh, on the website and also on our Twitter accounts. But uh, yes, we are, and and we've been over 500 every single season, picking every college football game, every college basketball game. We also give our locks for free, uh, which are way over 500. So that's why you should subscribe. The College Experience we're available on all platforms you listen to podcast at. So please do yourself that uh, favor and do that. Do yourself that favor because we win, we'll win you money. But uh, also, we won't. We don't charge for picks, and we won't charge for picks. The uh, we we're gonna just base it off. We need your kindness, all right? Give me some kindness in the world. Look, everyone's got COVID. Everyone's sitting at home for for forever. You're stuck in your your house, your apartment, whatever it may be. So, if you could just get over to iTunes, give us a five star review because that's essentially how we get paid. Sponsors often look at the comments and they 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 would dive into our comments, see that people are talking and say, Hey, I guess people like these idiots. Let's give them some money. We give you more breakdowns on college football, college basketball year round. 
We are the college experience. Please do that. Leave a five-star review. And if you do, if you're kind enough to do that, take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D at, uh, or on Twitter. And, uh, and I'll enter you in a, in a, I'll get you a free college experience shirt. Essentially. I'll put you in a raffle, but you're going to win. It's a, it's a jaded game. All right. This is like a David Stern NBA draft lottery. All right. It's a jaded game. All right. Kwame Brown. That cold, that cold envelope. <laughs> yeah. I got that cold envelope. You're going to get a college experience t-shirt. It just matters if it's going to be that week or the next week or the, ne- the week after that, you will win. Just please do that. Thank you very much. And um, NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. He writes a lot of great columns over at sports gambling podcast.com. He does a lot of DFS. If you want to play DraftKings with us, sec fans, come on, come play DraftKings with us. All right. We love college football every Thursday night, Friday morning. We do a DraftKings episode. I almost won 10 grand. I was like five minutes away from winning 10 grand last Saturday. Still walked away with 280 and I gave away that lineup on me and NC Nick's DFS show. So you're going to want to come play with us. We're also going to do this for college basketball. Come on. Life's too short guys. Let's have some fun. You got a virus wiping out millions allegedly, right? Might as well just gamble. You know what I mean? Play some, play some DraftKings. Patty C, our third, uh, our other co-host, former JMU Duke defensive back. He's on Twitter at Patty C831. Give him a follow. We are part of the Sports Gambling Podcast. They're on Twitter at the SGP Network. Check out all their great work over there. And uh, yeah, this five days away. Five days away. This is the college experience, SEC style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter, and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.